Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Hey, Dad. You want to have a catch? Don't bring it up. No, Ken, you're supposed to say, I'd like that. It's, oh, it's, John I, says back, I'd like that yeah, very but you, much. You started off and it made me sad. Uh, I'd like that. I'd like that very much, Jake. I mean, son. Son. <laughs> I'm already crying. <laughs> this is going to be a sad episode. This is. Welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm, oh, no. Go ahead, Ken. I'm Kent. <laughs> and Jacob. I have no emotions, so I'm just <laughs> fine. Uh, this is going to be a rough show. Thank you, by the way, for listening to our 2019 predictions, where we successfully predicted everything that happened this last week, including the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, we got the Rams right. We wait. came close with the Chiefs. <laughs> Except for one of the players on the Rams, I think, was injured since like yeah, six like they months called ago. You on that. that was pretty Cooper Cup. Actually, we, we had a couple people call us on our sports predictions. Uh, and then also we had uh, Jim Smith. You know, because I, I joked around about uh, Tim Robbins being in uh, Howard the Duck. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, the Shawshank Redemption. Mm-hmm. But he brought up one of the most memorable roles of Tim Robbins of all. Which is? Merlin in Top Gun. What? what? He's in Top Gun. He's in the back. He's the, he's the oh, what was it? Like RIO, Raider Sep, Raider, Radar Intercept Officer. But yeah, he's in the back of Maverick, and he's was in the he back a, of was he a wizard in that movie that I just missed? <laughs> no, that's Merlin. <laughs> look yeah. at look at Tom Cruise now, and look at t- Tim Robbins now. <laughs> like Tim Robbins is still taller. <laughs> he is <Yeah>. still taller. <laughs> but no, we, we do appreciate uh, getting feedback, even if it's to point out random roles of of people. Because I, I right. actually was like, oh, that's right, he was in Top Gun. Totally forget he's wearing a mask the whole time. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, yeah. Thanks for your feedback. Yeah, we appreciate it. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Jacob? All right, today, gentlemen, we're going to talk about the movies that made us cry. That made <laughs> us cry like babies or that made Kent sniffle. <sighs> I, I think Hold the on. extent. Kent, Wait, guys, I have something. Hold on. What are you doing? What do you have? You know this is a audio podcast, right? Yep. He's opening. Let me, uh, let me just, paint the picture. I'm just getting He's ready. opening his backpack. Opening his backpack. He brought the tissues. <laughs> he literally has tissues. <laughs> I just want to be prepared. He, he did tell us he would be crying. <gasps> this episode is going to be rough for me because, uh, as we've discussed in the show before, my sur- my emotions are very close to the surface. Now, where do you think that comes from? Let's play therapy for a little bit. Um... I think it comes from the fact that I'm in touch with my feelings. Don't just say that you, you're in touch with your feelings. Like, uh, why Can, are you if so, you were more in touch with your feelings, you'd understand. Why are you so weepy, though, for real? I think is I'm it with normal. Every I kid? think you two are the weird ones. Is it with every kid? You just get more and more, like, insane? And you start crying, like, hey, oh, no, that's, that's no joke. With I, I, Since I've had a child, I'm, like, more emotional about stuff. You're 100% right. It is so real. With, yeah, with look, look how emotional 31, he is right now. <laughs> 31 kids. Yeah, like, it's you're getting just, a lot. No, because I, you told me you cried in Back to the Future <laughs> 2. Back no, to the Future 2. No, 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 no. It was Batman. Batman Returns. Oh, actually. I don't really. think Batman Returns got me. Maybe it did. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I've always been kind of emotional. I really am. Even, even when you were a teen. When you yeah. were a big, loud, annoying teen. Yeah, it was like I'd watch a movie. And How many I, kids did you have good. then? <laughs> less. I had less <laughs> Much kids. less. But no, today we're talking about the movies that Wait, make so us... so you're just going to go away from that yes, point. Yes, I am. Okay. Because I'm going to talk about the movies that make us cry. Yeah. And we were, had a couple... We were trying to figure out a good way to go about presenting this. And then actually, as I was talking to my daughter, which yeah. I'm going to bring up my kids on the show, which is going to get me emotional. He's got the um, tissues literally at the ready. I do. <laughs> but no, I was talking to my daughter and she said something. Are you going to tear them? And I went, oh, if we don't do that. Yeah. Because we, we had different out. plans for the show. We, we had a category show for a while. We yeah. were talking about top It would have worked really five. well as a category show. Yes. And we, we, if you guys enjoy this, maybe we'll do another crying show. Who knows? <laughs> another crying show? Like yes. Crying. But each of us picked eight movies. That made us emotional. Yes. The crying eight after 
Uh, the hateful eight, I yeah, think, yeah. I assume, yeah. And then uh, we are going to present them to the others and see what they thought. All right. But hold on. You're, you're going too fast. It's like you want the show to be uh, like a tight hour. I'm trying to be non-emotional. So for me, honestly, growing up, I was a really shy kid and I cried a lot. Literally growing up, like I had an older brother that teased me all the time, mm-hmm. which may come up this season at some point. And I cried a lot. When he's on the show? Maybe if we do that show. <sighs> but when I turned like 12, 13... I was like, man, I cry too much. And I decided to stop crying and kind of cut off that part of my emotions, which is why movies don't really affect me in that sad way. I get excited. I will flip the I switch. Get, and flip Joel. He's, turn, he's totally done the psychological evaluation. Turn That's off what he's cry mode. Turn off cry mode for real. And no, I can get a psychological evaluation, but I'm worried it's going to get a little too real. Kent, what he's saying is that he's he's never been traumatized. Do you, want me to get, do you yes. guys want me to get real right now? Get real. Yeah. I think that because both of you have had trauma in your life okay serious trauma serious loss that you've kind of buried the emotions a bit more uh, but if you look at my list hmm. you're gonna see a resounding theme which you've brought up because, several times yes because i feel that's the that's the emotional uh, pinpoint yes and feel free to bring that up honestly all cards on the table like feel free to bring anything up because you, but i don't want to get too real this is a fun show Big it's a, a fun show it's show, a crying show. show i don't want to cry it's, so, it's gonna be a little real so and jake on to you like we've mm-hmm. joked that you're a sociopath right it's been kind of our joke you have for, <laughs> is this behind my back you jerk <laughs> and oh, on the cover now he's gonna kill Ken. that's pretty messed up so and i didn't even know if you really cried on movies like it's the joke that i have no heart but with you you've never really talked about what makes you emotional my wife was absolutely fascinated to find what movies made you cry i'm yes. not sure why it's that fascinating i actually tear up fairly easily and especially now but we don't that know that you, you never bring that up well, you on bacon sale i mean what am i going to cry on bacon sale i cry all the time on bacon sale <laughs> after the show everyone it's so sad I, I cry on my way home after you guys have like abused me and called me a sociopath <laughs> us abuse you you've yeah. been on a roll lately yeah you've been a little abusive jacob i've been crying a lot more <laughs> okay, honestly so, honestly what doesn't make me cry it's true yes so, it, it, leprechauns. <laughs> leprechauns. <laughs> oh, no, They're so little and green. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, that's uh, accurate, okay, yeah. so I do have a question for you guys, though. Yeah, and let's just get a little bit real, but what the okay. heck? Yeah. When you when you cry, what type of crier are you? Like, are we an ugly crier? Are we I'm a quiet I, crier? Yeah, like the oh, loud wailing or like the silent silent suffering. Do you want like, me to answer first or you first? You first. I'm a silent crier for sure. Yeah. Like very rarely in my life have I cried like where there's any sound going really? on. Really? Yeah. Like, like, like a handful of times. Yeah. Like, but I, I, I'll like, I'll tear up and like, I wipe my eyes. Like I did that last night for some reason or another. That's adorable. And the popcorn uh, was really good. <laughs> popcorn was so good. <laughs> no, see, I don't ever and make you just that wipe sound. butter grease but in no, your like, eye. No, I'll feel, I'll feel like emotional and my eyes are water up and I have to wipe them away. And that happens, that happens all the time. But I never vocally, I, I never almost. You know, the worst is hmm. when you're trying to talk and you're getting emotional yeah. and your voice starts to quaver. Like, oh yeah. Uh, speaking in church, for example, whenever yes. I hit on subjects that touch close to my That's heart. That's just Kent second time through puberty. He knows all about that. <laughs> no, but I'll sit, there, I'll sit there and talk about things and if I hit on certain subjects, I know that I will start to waver and then I start to get mad. So it's that whole mm, sorry. Oh, come on. Like I get mad at myself for crying. <laughs> Promise myself I won't do this. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I'm a straight up vocal ugly crier, which is maybe why I avoid, avoid it. I get Dawson's Creek ugly. Oh, wow. Like seriously? <laughs> Dawson's Creek. That's I, a meme, man. That's I do a, this. A meme, yeah. I do the face and I'm like, uh, crying Dawson. Yeah. I just, I'm sad. Can you see I'm sad? See, it sounds fake, but that is literally what I sound like. So hmm. I try to be the silent crier. I, I see. I see why you're avoiding it. I try to pull back whenever I can because if it 
if the crying comes through, it's like my body releases like emotions and it's like, yes, please cry. Do you please guys, let it out? Well, I was going to say, do you guys ever like I've heard it said before. All I need is a good cry. Like yes. my wife has said that before. Like, I totally I had a good agree. cry. Mm-hmm. I don't really quite get that because I try I to I try to avoid crying as much as possible. Like I yeah. see those uh, try not to cry challenges on YouTube and I'm like, uh-uh, too easy. Yeah. And I don't want to cry because that'll make, my, ma- it'll make my mascara run. But, but I think you, I don't think you, you get it because anyway. why you, did you get to waterproof anyway? I don't know why. <laughs> it costs more. <laughs> you cry all the time. So, you know, your body doesn't need okay, that, right? Let's, let's clarify. Cry all the time. Yeah. I'm not weeping openly because my hamburger is delicious. <laughs> mm, no, mm, no. It's so fresh. <laughs> I, I, I know. No, the thing is, I know my triggers and it's movies. Yeah. Like movies, a lot of time it's the swelling music, the swelling emotion. It's all and it about just, the soundtrack. It's yeah. Oh, really? It really yeah. is. Well, yeah. and honestly, there's times manipulation, like, like yes. the body. Um, oh yeah, uh, from Buffy. Buffy the Vampire Slayer episode. Yes. There's no soundtrack whatsoever. It still got me because the emotions were building up, and they had to have somewhere to go, so they just spill out my eyes. Yeah, that's what kind of happens to me. It spills out your eyes. Yes, and I am more of a I'm more of a quiet crier, meaning that I just kind of I, I like. Have your kids lot. seen you cry? Yeah, they've seen me cry. Okay. Uh, How are they not of things they've done? Uh, yeah. <laughs> just in, in I'm so disappointed. <laughs> that drawing is terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's the you. worst crayon picture the I've ever shading seen. Shading is totally wrong. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, but movies get me. They really do. And I know yeah. movies I've seen a dozen times. Like literally, I was watching clips that I've seen a dozen times yes. today in preparation. Three minute clips. Three minute clips. You. And it got me. And I'm like, why? Why does it always get me? See, and I think there's different types of crying. It's not just a sad moment. We'll talk about happy moments as well. We'll talk about the gut punches that really just you're like, but why? Yeah. Honestly, the happy moments get me more than the sad moments. Yeah, I realized that. Yeah. I watch sad movies and I'm like, I'm feeling sad. I'm feeling down. But happy moments, it's like tears start happening immediately. Hence, Back to the Future's yes. ending, which that was dumb. But it was because, and I realized this, it was because I was watching. I was watching this movie with my kids. They were seeing it for the first time, and I had this moment right at the end when I was looking over at them, and they were totally into it. Yeah. And I was sharing a moment with my kids, and all of a sudden, I started to get emotional, and I'm like, "No!" Of course, you did. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. But that's I had to break Biff it down. Stole the almanac again. <laughs> It was the first one. Yeah, sure it was. (laughs) It was Back to the Future 3 when Doc meets Clara. Oh, so sweet. So here's what we're doing on the show. We just had to take a while to explain how emotional or unemotional we are. But we are doing tier one, (laughs) tier two, and tier three. But you need to do the spelling of tier. T-E-A-R. Looks like tear. And here's the thing. You think tier three, which is generally our lowest, would mean the most amount of crying. So we're flipping The most amount of tears. We we're not flipping it. We can't flip it because it would get way too confusing for Kent and I. We're Didn't like, we have a thing where it was like 100 tiers? Yeah. Yeah. 96 so if, tiers. If we say dun, tier dun, one, dun, 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 that yeah, doesn't that just a, mean dun, one dun, tier. Dun, that just means, like, for example, Joel, what what does tier tier one mean to you? Okay. So tier one. To, okay. Let's start at the bottom, though. Yes. Tier three essentially means I understand this is sad. I could see why other people might get emotional. I didn't get as emotional. Like it's still sad to you. Yeah. But it's still sad. Yes. I, think, I think all the movies we're going to talk about have those sad moments. Right. Tier two is... I felt sad. Maybe my eyes watered a little. Yes. And then tier one is I cried. I, I full on cried. Not like it, maybe it goes all the way up to angry or not angry, ugly crying, but mm-hmm. or angry crying or angry crying. That's, That's how Kent cries. Uh, Some probably. people do that. Like, like when they get yes. angry, they cry. I saw that the other day on social media. So yeah, yeah. Okay. So 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 shouldn't one be like crying a lot though? Yes. And well, then but but two is just you're still crying. Yeah, like your eyes water, a tear or two will trickle out, but it's not like okay, okay. full yes. on tears. Right. So, yeah. So we're going to go round robin and we each have our eight choices, like you said. Yes. And so we're going to go one at a time and explain our movies and we're going to go ahead and tear them. 
We are. So get ready. Tear. Tear. With tears. Please play along tier. and uh, get your Shed box your of own tears. I've got mine right here. I didn't. I don't have mine, but I'm not. I'll share cry. some. I, this is a whole box. I'll be so fine. This is a great value every day. <laughs> soft facial tissues. You got that? They're not soft. Not a, not a sponsor. If they're great value, <laughs> no, they are not soft. <laughs> so let's. Who's going to start? I'm going to start. Go for it. The first movie I want to bring up is from 2000, and it's The Patriot. So, so the there pa- are a lot of war movies out there, and mm-hmm. war movies always have a moment which will bring up at least one that that really. It's, a, it's supposed to make you want to go to war. It's supposed to make you just want to get redemption in some way or just, and they're generally tragic deaths. But there is a moment in The Patriot, which if you haven't seen the movie, it's Braveheart in the Civil War. Peaceful farmer Benjamin Martin is driven to lead the colonial militia during the American Revolution when a sadistic British officer murders his son. A little spoilery, eh? It's right at the beginning. I know, but still, in this movie, everyone dies. Actually, isn't it like 30 minutes in? It's, it's a little bit ways in. This yep. is a long movie. It's a really long movie. Everyone dies in this movie. Not and everyone. it is so... Yeah, they don't all die. A lot of people die. Spoiler alert. It's I'm going to say everyone dies. You're the spoiler man. <laughs> oh, we should have said that. This, this show oh, is full. This entire show this is This show spoilers. is nothing but spoilers. If you, can, if, if you find a movie that you don't want to know the ending of, because we're going to talk about the saddest moments, which usually revolves around a yes. key plot point, you can jump over that movie and just go to the next one, because we have 24 of these to get through. So, so yeah, this movie came out in 2000. It can't stick in really long of this first one. Well, I'm being interrupted a few times. But <laughs> mm-hmm. A few times, guys. <laughs> Everyone dies in this movie, but there's one scene that no one died. And it's the only scene in the movie. Like, it was all sad all the way through, but it's the only scene that really just pulled the tears out of me. Is it I'm when they're curious. the burlap so- sacks together when he's courting her and stays the night? What? 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 <laughs> So I, I want you guys to remember the moment when Benjamin, he's, he decides to go back to war after all this tragedy happens and he's saying goodbye to his family and they're all standing in the line and he's like, okay, I'm going to be strong and you guys be strong too and take care of your sisters and this sort of thing. And then he goes to his daughter and he says, bye, bye. Can you just say something? Oh, I do remember and, that and part. And she goes, yeah. she doesn't say anything. He walks away. She hasn't said anything for he's a long time. Years since her mother died. And spoiler alert, ah, well, go see the movie. He's about 50 feet away. And all of a sudden, his daughter, who does not speak, runs to him. Daddy, daddy, please don't go. Please don't go. And the music is swelling. Oh, God. Yeah. And she's crying. He's crying. And I'm crying. I at remember this that. Point. It got me Like, too. I got the chills right now. Just I just remembered you saying that. I was like, oh, that's right. And so for me, this one is a straight up tier one. And in my, you know, immature teenage brain that still loved a movie like Austin Powers, I lost it. So that is a tier one for me. What about you guys? Yeah, well, you know, the, the scene that got me was actually too much is when, I can't remember his name, Discovery Captain kills the Joker, you know, Heath Ledger. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Discovery wow. Captain kills the Joker. Yeah, that, that really. I can't, what's that guy's name? Heath Ledger. Uh, Jason, Jason Isaacs. Isaacs. Yeah, Jason Isaacs. That's mm-hmm. right. So no, and he's like crazy. Such back. a good villain. The camera, he is a good villain. And the camera is like right on his face as he's stabbing him through. And I am shocked as I'm watching this movie. And, and they just linger right there. And it was almost like too much, but it was so, like, it was almost not just tears, even though it was like this gut-wrenching pain, you know? Yeah, for Heath Ledger? Terrible. Yeah. For Heath Ledger, too. Joel, yes. what about you? Stabbing him in the gut. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. there it is. Yeah. And then like, he burns down a church. So you're giving, this, you're giving this what, Jacob? A tier what? Yeah, this was tier two. Okay. Okay. I gave it a tier three <gasps> because I remember you just got sad when I brought that part up though. No, but I remember that part. But I, uh, when I was remembering the Patriot and I read through the synopsis and I was like, 
I remember being sad that his family had died. Yeah. But I didn't remember that part in particular. And so I gave it a tier three because all I really remembered is the carnage of being like, yes, Mel, get your revenge. Yeah. yeah. But it's that those one the best scene parts. that shines. That I know. Scene, yeah. And, and bringing it up, I may raise it to a tier two. Oh, by the way, we have no limits on this. So maybe I will yeah. give it a tier two. But give it a tier two. I gave it a tier three. Mm, you want to do two. I'm, I only have so many tier threes. Let me have at least one. <laughs> it seems mean. My first choice is going to be... It's one of the early ones. Um, I mean, for me, that I have a, a clear memory of of crying. And of course, I chose a, a lot of early ones. But this is Tombstone, 1993. I watched it when I was much too young. I watched it when I was like 11 the first time. And uh, That's kind of young to watch Tombstone. But kind of a formative movie when you're 11. It really was. Yeah. It really was. And so, and but I watched it and was a little shocked by it. And I remember I watched it again when I was like 12. And then from like 12 to 14, I loved this movie. Because, Can you give the synopsis real quick? So Tombstone is... White Earp and Doc Holliday at the OK Corral. There you Showdown go. Showdown at the OK, okay yeah. Corral. Yeah. And yes. I mean, and it's uh, and it does a huge emphasis on the oh, yeah. friendship mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of time. And and it's historical. This is one of my, somewhat historical. This based. is one of my wife's favorite movies as well. Oh, is it? But she actually said when I said that was one of the ones you picked, she went... What part would he cry at? So here's why, right? I wouldn't cry at this as an adult. But as a, as a boy, there's actually two different parts that would get me frequently. One is, well, the one that really got me, I'll say first, is is, is just the ending when Wyatt goes to visit uh, Doc Holliday and he's in the hospital. Dying and of tuberculosis. He, yeah, he's dying of TB. And, and I'm like, they are such good friends. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I remember tearing up at that part and it would get me over and over again. But the other the other part too, and this was just because I was too young, so this is actually just kind of sad. But in the beginning, there's you see the ruthlessness of this gang and they go and they shoot up this little village. And uh, man, that just tore me up as a kid. And all, uh, it's kind of even like over-dramatized if you see it as an adult. But as a kid, I just could not believe how violent they could be. And it made me so sad they were shooting everybody. Aw, sweet little Jake. <laughs> but mostly yeah. mostly it's for the, it's sort of like the the long friendship and that, like that, that always really touched me. I'll be your yeah. Huckleberry. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a two-tier though. Uh, no it's slam two-tier. against this movie because it's a fantastic movie, but it's a tier three. Honestly, as for far crying, as like the, the sad crying, scenes yeah. go, uh, I also give it a tier three just because I could not remember why I would have gotten emotional there, and I was like, I, I guess there's a part, and I read the synopsis, and I went, I guess when Doc dies at the end, sure, yeah, but there's also the part where Doc shows up to shoot Johnny, whatever his name is, uh, uh, and like beats Wyatt Johnny there. Karate. I don't think that's it. <laughs> anyway, there's a couple of spots, but yeah, 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 it's not it's not meant to be a tear jerker, but that's why that's why I added it. Yeah. Because yeah. when you're a kid, I mean, obviously, things make you cry, as yeah. we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, my pick, uh, my first pick, is going to be The Lion King. Uh, this one, obviously, if you don't know the story of The Lion King, it's you need to watch Lion if, King. If you don't know the story, you can see the live action no, update this that's year. True. That's true. No, Just wait I, a few months. And I think months. everyone knows what moment I'm talking about, too. It's when... Oh, you're aching. Oi, 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 Spoiler alert dies. <laughs> spoiler <laughs> okay. alert. We're done. We don't need to say spoiler, spoiler alert. alert for, if we mention a movie, we're going to spoiler it. Yes. Uh, but no, when Mufasa dies, that I remember I was about mid teens when this came out, about 14 or 15, and I was in the theater just crying. And I was like, oh man, this is getting me because it was his dad. It was Mufasa. It was and he, sad. Like, and the little, little Jonathan Taylor Thomas is like, dad, get up, dad, yeah. get up. And it's like, he's not going to get up. And it's not only that, but this is, yeah, Simba believes this is his fault. Like there is a yeah. reason for yeah, the death. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And then Simba takes off. Like there's no closure here whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Well, and the funny thing is I actually got to a point where I could watch this without tearing up, without crying. And then I showed it to my kids. 
And I'm watching the scene and I look over and my oldest daughter is just tears in her eyes. And it got me by the heartstrings. And I was like, oh, here it goes again. So now every time I watch it, I get emotional again. But uh, yeah, Lion King, tier one for me. Okay, uh, tier two on that one. Yeah, I figured I, as much. You don't like this movie as much as I do. I don't. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's actually, it's a tier one Disney movie. Mm-hmm. But it, this is, that's a tier two moment because I got, I got a little watery, but mm-hmm. that's about it. A okay. little, little moist in the eyes. That's fine. Yes. That, that's, you know, something from the robot. <laughs> that's I'm a, a robot. I'm just soulless. There's not a robot. <laughs> Against the robot this episode. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's tier two for me too though. You didn't get you got a water. I totally I, I got I got I got a little watery eyed, but it didn't it didn't completely get me yeah. in. Like I did I didn't just there were not like lots of tears coming down, but it is a really moving scene. It not only that though, but the ending also gets me emotional. <laughs> At the end, when Simba finally takes his place at Pride Rock and everything, you no, know, the rain that movie coming. is manipulative because music swells and goes. You know, I'm not going to sing it, it but it gets really triumphant, and you go, "Yes, yeah, yes, redemption has come." Yeah, yeah, it gets me every time. All right, Joel, you're not going to like my next choice, but it's Interstellar. From I don't know 2014. why. I liked this movie. Every time you you like to push my buttons, I do, and this is one of the movies you like to do that for. I do because you loved it so much. I liked it, and therefore you think I hate it. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. <laughs> it's one way or the other, black and white. It's, right, it's Michael kinda, Jackson said. It's kind of like Gallivant too. It's like I gave it a B minus. Joel gives it a C plus. Anyway, so Interstellar. A team of explorers travel through a wormhole in space and attempt to ensure humanity's survival. So this movie is uh, purposely full of just these weepy moments of a father saying goodbye to his daughter, his favorite There's child, a lot essentially. Of goodbyes, yeah. Yes, and they're all they're all sad. There's a few like really like even when they say goodbye in person, but in this movie. When they, after they go to the water planet and time passes yeah. every 1.2 seconds. It's like 23. It's a year. It's a year. That's right. So it's 1. like 23 years. seconds. It's a year. So they get back. No, it's seconds, minutes. Sorry. It's not yeah. minutes, seconds. It's yeah, minutes. Yeah. And so they get back to the ship and the guy that's on the ship says, it's been 23 years. And Which for that's, them, a, that's a gut punch right there. It's a gut punch. And so they're like, okay. And they're trying to deal with it. And then it's like, you have new messages basically and they go and check the video messages from their families and oh my gosh what happens in this scene where he is checking like his son starts talking to him and he's like hey dad i'm doing pretty well in school and i found this girl that i really like i'm thinking she's the one and then you see him he's like hey we just had a kid and this here's the baby like look at this and then the kid dies and the, the son has to explain that on a video. And then he then he hates his dad for not being part of their lives whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting there watching and like seeing the triumphs and the hardships. And then he gets to his daughter who, who hasn't again, him the whole time. They, and then finally she just does it to basically cuss him out. Yeah. And he is bawling because he's the same age that she is when she's making that video. And she says, mm-hmm. hey, dad, we're the same age. This is a good time for you to come home. Yes. And I oh, lose it. Matthew yeah. McConaughey, you know, he's 50-50 in movies for me. Mm-hmm. But that scene where he loses it, I mean, it's like a, it's a no, meme now. It's, it's become a meme, but you forget how powerful that moment is. Yes. Like with the music going on. And imagine seeing your kids grow up without you. Yeah. And them talking to you about it. Yes. And it's like you've missed their and entire it's childhood. It's like click. Uh, no. What? what? <laughs> nope. Yeah. So, okay. Exactly like yeah. Sorry. I I, I'm taking way too long on mine, but it's a tier one, obviously. <laughs> I'm going to go next. I gave this one a tier two okay. only because most of the movie just confused me. But this part. <laughs> well, <laughs> never mind. No, no okay. I, I, did, I did like this movie, Pushing Buttons. But yes. that part, I actually did watch that and I did get emotional, but it wasn't full cry. It was an emotion. It was like watery eyes. So I'm going to give this a tier two. Okay. 
And what is, how do we define tier three? I thought that was You can see emotional. why it's sad. No, I didn't, like, tier three is like, I know why people would get emotional this. Yeah. I got, you know, I, but I'm not really emotional about it. Like, because for me, it's somewhere between three and two. Because I I, okay. I I was like, good, but it didn't, it, for some reason, I kept thinking of the, I think I might have seen it too soon. Hey, is the, I think if you watch it now, the Star Wars now with the baby. Oh, honestly, you're probably right. With the baby daughter. You're probably, yeah. you're probably right. Matthew honestly. McConaughey, though, great job on that. So like, good. it's like doing no, this he, laugh cry. He nailed it. Honestly, that was the thing that got me more is how committed Matthew McConaughey was to doing that scene. Because they yes. focus on him like, for man. a huge chunk of time and he's just sitting there smiling and crying. Like, you can, uh, his emotions are every all over emotion. The place. Yeah. Of course, I, I always think of that video where they put the, the first Star Wars. I know. <laughs> and it's like so well. Exactly. <laughs> it was like, it just kills me now. It ruins it. That. Uh, so for my next one, I'm going to go with one of Kent's favorite movies of all time. I'm so worried. It is Up from 2009. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> of course yeah. it is. So in, in that, in those first, I don't know, five, 10 minutes. It's however, eight minutes. Eight minutes. You know that? It's a great eight minute short movie. That, it's a great short movie i i cried like i think i tier one cried on that if i remember correctly yeah. like like wow did they nail that i was so into those characters in so short a period of time i you thought see these two meet fall in love have struggles and then she passes away oh man so no words so touching it's all with music no and, words yeah and animation yeah I, that's, I, a tier, that's a tier one for me too jacob is it i i cry every time i watch that movie if you have not, most people have seen up, but if even if you don't watch these, just watch the first eight minutes. It is it's much better than the main movie. Um, oh, so much better! I still uh, like the main. The movie. movie's fine. No, you it's know. not. It's terrible. It's not terrible. It's pretty terrible. You're a robot, <laughs> <laughs> and it's terrible. And that's why I'm giving it a tier three. Uh, this oh. is this doesn't pull my heartstrings at all. That didn't get you at all. The intro. No, you said oh it was gosh. excellent or something. I might be a little jaded on relationships. Who knows? But this does not pull my heartstrings. Heavens, like I get why it's sad. I truly do, and it was so effective. Mm. Just not for me. Thought I'm I'd sorry. Walk away from this movie, respecting him more, but apparently not. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, my next one is "It's a Wonderful Life." Uh, okay. It's Wonderful what, Life. What movie? Because it doesn't exist. <laughs> it does exist mm -hmm. now. Because I actually watched this one just this last holiday season. I watch it pretty much every holiday season. But every single time at the end, when the town comes together to save George, and he is just flabbergasted by all these people who he's helped throughout the years, but he didn't ever expect anything back. It's impossible not to cry. It. I was bawling. Almost. I was wrapping. I was sitting there wrapping gifts for my family, like... Get all getting emotional, <laughs> getting the kids stuff ready, <laughs> and then I, this it's, I started like getting emotional as I'm rapping, and I'm like, "What the heck, man? You're not even paying half attention to this movie." Like it was over to the side. I was still getting emotional because of that ending. Tier oh, one, so sweet. This one gets me. Uh, that's a tier two for me. That's fine, and because yeah, it's it's a great moment. Although I wanted Mr. Potter to actually, you know, get his comeuppance a little that bit. And so I always, more. <laughs> I always focus on that for some reason. Like, I'm like, well, what about Mr. Potter? I'm sure he got his comeuppance later on when he You'd hope so. But no, it, it's a great moment. And then they all sing and it's fine. And his brother's there. It's sweet. But oh. it's it's a tear. It just keeps piling on with the happy, too. Yes. So I'd say it, it, the thing is, is it's it's been effective so many times i think it has to be a tier one just mm. for that because but for you does it make you cry it doesn't it, it's never made me like well maybe it has i can't remember that's a it's a tier two right there it well it's happened so many times like i can't remember which one hit me the most but i've there's probably been five six seven i don't know how many times where that scene has got me like really okay. got me mm. so no for that reason because it, it scenes should not work like that where it works over and over again and it's tier one Nice. 
Yeah. Although Frank Capra used that same strategy or that same tactic in a lot of his old movies where oh, yeah? the whole town would gather up and like support the one person. Aww. And uh, So he's got a trope. Like it's, it's definitely it's a, his thing. It's a very common trope. A okay. heartwarming trope. Yeah. I like those. So my next movie is kind of unpredictable. It's The Sixth Sense from 1999. Which was an odd choice when you first put it on there. But then I remembered the scene you're talking Everyone about. Everyone knows what Sixth Sense is about. So no need for the synopsis. But there's a scene at the end. And granted, this is all about talking to ghosts. And so there should be some When Misha sadness. Barton pushes the box out from under the bed. Well, honestly, when you see the father watching the video of his daughter being poisoned, like oh, it's emotional. That's actually, yeah, that's true. Um, but it's the last scene when Cole is talking to his mom in the car. Oh, yeah. And he's kind of fessing up about what he can actually do. And she doesn't believe him. She says, please stop acting like that. And he says, I, I talked to grandma. And in this scene, are you ready? Yeah. She wanted me to tell you. She saw you. I'm not going to speak in a creepy voice. She saw you dance. She said when you were little, you and her had a fight right before your dance recital. You thought she didn't come to see you dance. She did. She hid in the back you, so you wouldn't see. She said you were like an angel. She said you came to her where they buried her, asked her a question. She said the answer is every day. What did you ask? And the mother replies, do I make her proud? Oh God! Isn't the way, that the way Tony awesome? Deli- the way Tony Collette delivers One that. One line: Do I make her proud? Yeah, and honestly, she's like weeping openly as she says, like when he says, "She says she saw you dance." The look on her face yes. is like she's totally caught off yeah, guard. Yeah, she nailed that. Oh, yeah. so good. So it's it's a strange movie. It's not a sad movie, but that scene right at the end, after you find out the big twist and everything, still has a gut punch for you. Yeah. But it's like, it's like one of those uplifting things, too, where it's not like you're feeling sad. So I'm giving this one a tier two, Okay, honestly, on my end. Because it's... I'm, I was like, oh my gosh. But I was like, wow, that was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, tier two for me as well. Okay. I, I get watery-eyed, but I really don't think... It, like Sixth Sense, I mostly focus on the other stuff. And that moment didn't get me as much. But my eyes will water almost every time. Because yeah. Tony Collette so nails good. that performance. Tier three for me. I did get a little tiny bit emotional about that, but I, I don't think it brought tears up. But, but you were in dance recitals when you were younger and you dance like an angel. That's true. You That's made all us proud, true. Jacob. Yeah. yeah. Every day. Can we pause so I can dance for you? <laughs> yes. That was great. Actually, yes. <laughs> there we go. Good uh, job, Jacob. Did that you was like wonderful. That? Yeah, you it was like a beautiful that? dance. <laughs> Thank you. I, I didn't, it really worked up a sweat. <laughs> all right, Jacob. Take it next. easy. Okay. My next is an old movie. This is 1967, The Dirty Dozen. Interesting choice. Another interesting choice. Yeah. Have you guys both seen this? Yes. Like, are you that trying was to the prove? Yes. Cr- criteria. Are you trying to prove that when you were like seven and eight, you were just a man? That you were just watching all these dirty movies, <laughs> right. these war movies? No, I was like 12 when I watched this one. Okay. Oh, that's much better. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this one was a recent watch for me. You had me watch this one five years ago. Oh, did I? Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? I don't remember. Oh, it, great movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually saw it when I saw it. I saw it a couple years ago as well. And I was like, man, this is a classic. Yeah. I can tell why. You can tell. Yeah. Like, it's the better version of the Suicide Squad. It is. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. accurate. Yeah, so a uh, quick synopsis is there's a... Uh, it's, it's during World War II, and basically they have, as Joel already mentioned, sort of a suicide squad thing. They take a bunch of crazy people uh, in the... Uh, war criminals. Yeah, they're like war criminals, and they all have these lots of different tics and troubles, and they're basically all, like, prison for life. Like, yep. they're, they're, it's no good. And yep. I think this was based off something real, even though the execution, the follow-through wasn't, but it was based yeah. off of... But they say you go on this mission, you get your freedom. Yeah, if you survive, you get your freedom. And so you get to know these dozen crazy guys, and... Yeah, and it's like, uh, who's in that? It's like... There's a bunch er- of people. Ernest Borgnine, Charles mm-hmm. Bronson... Uh, Steve McQueen in this? Uh, I don't think he He's is. in Great Escape. 
Yeah, Donald Sutherland's one of them. Yeah, Donald Wallace. Like, yeah. There, there's a lot. And then one by one, you watch them train, practice, and go through this thing, and then they start getting killed. Yeah. And like, it just, you just keep watching. You're like, no, not him. No, not him. And as a kid, man, that just, I could not believe because I'd only seen movies where people mostly lived, you know? The heroes yeah. are going to make it. And through this one, man, it's just a massacre yeah, they, of they, everybody they, you love. They, they don't pull punches. They, they kill up pretty much everyone. This movie is really like, is it, so is it tier one for you? Yeah, tier one. So it's really, it's really. As a kid, if I watched it now, I think it'd be It's a tier manly two. tears because you're like, oh, that's my brother in war, manly basically. Manly tears. They smell like bacon. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> Everything smells like bacon in here. Oh, that's right. That's or for Jake, it's uh, popcorn butter. Oh, that's, yeah. That's, popcorn butter when he's wiping the But for me, oh, it's yeah. like because I knew the whole premise of this movie. Like, I didn't oh, know yeah. what order would happen, but I knew what was supposed to happen. So it is a tier three. Great movie. But as far as how sad I got, yeah. tier three. But yeah, if you're not, if it's not spoiled, right? right. And you're cold yeah, machine it, man. Yeah. Then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cold Can't, machine man cannot compute. Uh, I also gave it a tier three only because I remember being I remember being a well done movie, but I didn't remember getting emotional during it. Yeah, and so I was like, I understand why because obviously there's things that the happen. The truth is, if I watched this for the first time, knowing what was happening, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know. No, I didn't know who was going to die though, so I was actually really shocked. Yeah, like but some, but especially some of the things that happened, I was mm-hmm. like, why the heck would that character do that? He mm-hmm. just botched the entire mission for everyone else. Yeah, right. But yeah, so my next one is. Rocky Four, <laughs> which was Rocky really Four and not me. I yes, I I, I picked Rocky Four, uh, which is the one where Rocky fights the Russian. Oh, uh, for those most American movie of all time, uh, second you. most American movie mm-hmm. of all time. But when Apollo gets in the ring with uh, Ivan Drago, and then gets punched so hard that he dies in the ring, like he's he's laying there on the ground twitching, and like the medics are running in. And then he's dead. This is this is Apollo Creed. This is the guy that was like yeah. Rocky's opponent in no, one and two. Guy and best friend in three. Yeah, th- we've seen him in three movies. He is one of the heroes of the story. I'm and surprised that's the part that I thought it was going to be the ending or something. No. Well, so here's the thing is, so they do that. They do the death. And I remember as a kid watching this, because it came out in like 85. So I was probably about six or seven when I was watching yes. this. And I remember just thinking to myself... Well, he can't. He can't die. Well, no, especially because his wife is is screaming. For his him. wife is screaming. Rocky has not thrown in the towel. Rocky was supposed to throw in the towel. Yeah. And he didn't want to because Apollo told him not. There's to. There's a lot going on here. And then they hit you with a double gut punch while doing a montage yeah. right after that. When when Adrian yells at him, you can't win. And then he gets in the car and drives off to uh, the song "No Easy Way Out." And it's this montage of Rocky and Apollo's friendship. The speedo, the speedo jump. He's uh, driving in a Lamborghini. Yes, he's he's wiping tears away. And I remember just crying. I couldn't watch that movie for a while because I didn't want to watch that one scene. Wow. And I, I can watch it now. I'm yeah. okay now. I don't get emotional now. But back as a kid, it devastated me. That's why I'm giving this a tier two. It's a tier two. I totally agree. Okay. Love it. It's a great scene in movie history. Honestly, even though it's in a, a silly, silly movie, mm-hmm. but it's a tier two. Uh, tier three for me. I mean, that's you never connected. Yeah, I mean, right. Like, yeah, I mean, it was like he wow. always hated Apollo. It was stunning and stuff. But he, well, he had a hatred towards the god Apollo, the Roman god Apollo. Oh, is that is that yeah. what it is? That guy did some weird crap. Okay, <laughs> and so, so he just he deserves like, that hate. You say that god did some weird crap? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this uh, season on Bacon Cell. Yeah. <laughs> My next movie, I have made no secret oh, of Apollo's Creek, Greek, not Roman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we're we're gonna have some fact checkers yeah. out there. Uh, my next movie is one I've made no secret of how I feel about this. It's The Impossible from 2012. Holy cow. I've it's, actually avoided this 
haven't seen this one. Oh wow. Oh, okay. I still had to put on. We the were list. supposed to see all the ones we did. I know. I didn't want to say anything about this one because I don't want to see it, and I didn't want to. You need to see this. You need to see this. I'm afraid to. This is one I resisted uh, in the theater because I was a critic at this time, and I, I just never saw it, and so I rented it at home. Uh, it's the story of a tourist family in Thailand caught in the destruction and chaotic aftermath of the 2004 Indian Ocean tsunami. So you, McGregor, and uh, Naomi, Naomi Watts, Tom Watts. Holland. Yeah, Tom Holland is uh, like a 12 year old, 11, 12 year old yeah, little boy. And so the special effects are amazing. They used Everything like real tanks so real. of water to yes. do the tsunami, which terrified Tom Holland. This is a happy tears movie because it's already like it's traumatic. It's a <sighs> disaster movie. It's not happy tears all the time. There's some really rough moments in this when movie. When I lost it, it was happy tears. Okay. Be, uh, yeah, there's some really traumatic stuff in there as well. But I'm watching this at home on DVD and I get to the moment where the brothers, so there's three brothers, and there's the two younger ones that are about to be carted away on some truck to some refuge. Yeah. And then you have the older brother, Lucas, and they all of a sudden start screaming each other's name, looking for each other, and they hear each other. Then the two this little boys. This is after boys, such a long movie such a long of movie, them not finding each other. The two little boys run up to Lucas, and literally the whole scene is them going, Lucas, Thomas, Simon, Lucas, Thomas, Simon, Lucas, Thomas. And they keep running, running, running. They finally, they just embrace and hug. Oh and I... I went, oh my gosh. And I was trying to be tough. I was trying to be a robot. And I was like, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. And then tears started welling up. I full on paused the movie <laughs> and I stood up and I threw the controller down, like trying to be like, oh, I got this. I got this. And I walked around the house and I said, nope, I'm good. I'm cool. It's fine. And I said, okay, okay. I, sh I shook off the tears. This is fine. And I played the movie. Then all of a sudden, this sledgehammer of emotions comes in because mm -hmm. then the, their father, Ewan McGregor, he finds Lucas. Yeah. And he runs and he hugs the three boys. Literally for two minutes, they are hugging. Oh, man. It's just such a on good screen. Scene. And the music is so incredible. I started crying and I paused it and I said, No, please don't. Please don't cry. Just because. And there was no one else there. It was just me, but I was embarrassed to cry. And so that movie really got me. It's a straight up tier one. Why don't you just flip the switch, the no cry switch on your back? I know. Well, you I flipped when you were 12. If I leak at all, <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, you're I'll malfunction. Yeah. So, but tier one for sure. Uh, tier one for me as well. This one was where my emotions were all over the place, where I was devastated at certain parts. Mm -hmm. There's the part when Tom Holland thinks his mom is dead and it, oh, it yeah. feels so bad for that little guy. And then at the end when they all get together and they are all hugging, I really had just a breakdown at that point. It was like yes. the culmination that had been building up. All the stresses just kind of came out in the form of tears. So, Jake, I think you would cry because this is oh, a story I know I would. about not being able to protect your family in the hardest times. And not being there for them, and then but being reunited. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful. And it feels so good. <laughs> yeah, I read the summary, saw some clips, and was like afraid. Yes. I don't know why it scared me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's, that sounds like such, such an exhausting movie. It is it exhausting. Is. All right, what do you got, Jake? So my next pick, I'm going back to youth again. I'm not sure why I kept thinking youth for for ones, but I, you I haven't I, cried <clears> since <throat> you hit puberty. I, I just yeah. did. I just did up. Um, you haven't cried since you hit puberty <laughs> in 2009. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, no, these are like the early meaningful ones that like surprise me. I'm just like watching a movie, watching a movie and then suddenly gut punch. I'm crying, you know? Yeah. So white Fang 1991, I would have been gosh, what? 10. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, no, nine. I'd have been nine years old at the time. And of course this is the Jack London novel. Um, the, where if you don't know, it's the, uh, it, 
Well, IMDb just has it. It's just like the friendship <laughs> hey, developed hey. between a Yukon gold hunter and a, and a mixed dog wolf. He can, I, can I guess? Is this when he tries to send the wolf away? Yeah, it's when he tries to send no, the wolf go, away. No, go, and the wolf will not leave. And, and, and he's I, like, please. I was so mad at him. I was so, like, stop sending him away. Why can't you just keep him? Yeah. I was just, I was crying. It's I, a great moment. It really is. It really is. I don't know if it was that great of a movie. Because I remember honestly, I watched it I get later. this one confused with Iron Will all the time. I get it confused with the journey of Natty Gan all the time. <laughs> No, Ethan Hawke's in this one. Yes, uh, it's but it, it was very popular in the nineties. I remember it that. really was. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's when he tries to send him away. What, what are you giving it? And he's throwing rocks at him after yeah. all that stuff. He picks and up the stick, trying to make it hit him. And, and, and the yeah. Been yeah, the by dog a stick. had been abused, and he finally warmed him up. And then suddenly he's abusing him to get him away. And it was yeah. like, oh, that ain't right. And that then ain't John, right. John, John Lithgow comes in and punches him in the face and says, yeah. "Go away, we don't want you anymore." Harry Anderson. Yeah. Oh, is it? oh. Yeah. I thought this was for you. Just like he just made. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same basic concept. You have to send him away to save him. Yes. So Jacob, what do you give this one? Dwight Fang? When I was nine, it was a tier one. I don't know what it would be now, and I don't think I've watched it since. It's we a t- watch that. It's right. a tier two for me because, yeah, when I was younger and I watched it yeah. then and only then, it got me just enough yeah. so, to actually feel bad about a dog at a movie. This is a tier two for me as well. <laughs> where is my eyes are getting yeah. watery because I'm like, he doesn't want him to go, but he has to make him go. Yes. Yeah. It's a very sad it's a wild moment. animal. Yeah. Well, he's part domesticated. That's why he's White Fang. Oh, well, okay. Racist. Yeah, no kidding. That's what the, they say in the movie. <laughs> Good heavens. All right. I'm going to go with Moulin Rouge. So Moulin Rouge, Ken just barely watched this recently. That's uh, like two years ago. Yeah. But this is one where it, this is a movie that amazed me. Like as I was watching it, I was like the, the editing and just the, the pacing and the whole, the whole movie, I was just enthralled with it. And it's this wonderful, beautiful uh, love letter to love like the whole thing is about love and it's all about uh, a poet falling for a beautiful courtesan and then an evil duke comes in and he loves the courtesan and so they go through this whole thing yeah where it's he this, puts every effort in it, there's this forbidden yes. love they have to keep it secret and then they find out at the end like the duke finds out and he's going to kill him but then it all works out and everything's okay and they're all happy spoiler alert but then as they're walking away, uh, Satine, who's been dying of tuberculosis. Consumption. Uh, yeah. Yes. TB the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, second time we brought up tuberculosis. I know. Episode. I was just thinking that. Yeah. She, he looks back at her and then they're, cause they're happy. They're walking off. Everything's going to be okay. And then she collapses. And Ewan McGregor's performance as he is silently sobbing over her body as she's laying there. And like the whole, the whole theater group is just standing around. And then, the, you know, it's all quiet. And then he just breaks into this sob. And I remember just my gut just ripping open at that point, just like I was so sad. And then it has this, you know, kind of an uplifting message at the end of like, it's, you know, the greatest thing you'll ever learn is just to love and love in return. And then it goes to credits and it has this Valero music that plays. And I sat there just weeping openly through the credits because I and I was by myself. This is in a college dorm. I'm like a, a college apartment. I'm by myself. And I remember just thinking to myself, I hope no one walks in right yeah, now. Yeah, I really wish someone crying. did. Yes. Moulin Rouge. <laughs> someone did. We have video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty embarrassing. Uh, tier one for me and my nose is running right now. Oh, sure. Your nose is running. What about you, Jake? <sighs> you go first. Uh, I want to say tier two just to do it a little bit of service because mm-hmm. I, I did find it emotional. I wasn't anywhere near crying, though. Right. I was just like, wow, he they earned their love. Yeah. And then for it to end like that, it was it was really depressing. Yeah. And and the way he reacted was just it was heartbreaking. So I want to give it a tier two, but they didn't really make me tear up at all. That's fine, you're a robot. Yeah. Love. Ha! 
It's, <laughs> you just said love, ha. Joel, the scene you just described sounds very emotional and it makes a lot of sense that you cried mm-hmm. and I'm all into that, but I have a slight confession. I turned it off before the end. Most people can't get past the first 20 minutes because they are trippy. Yes. 15 minutes. Yeah. But well worth the wait after that. Like it turns into a normal movie after those first trippy minutes. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, I made a little bit past that and then still was it like, was like I, I John Link was it. almost face in a kaleidoscope for the first 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And that's too much. You yeah. can't be doing that. But that love story, I was so invested in those characters. And then when they were separated at the end, it, it broke my heart. Yeah. So Moulin Rouge. All right, my next movie is from 1989, and everyone knew this was going to come up. It's Field of Dreams. How did they know? If you build it, he will cry. (laughs) (laughs) An Iowa corn farmer hearing voices interprets them as a command to build a baseball diamond in his fields. He does, and the 1919 Chicago White Sox come. So here's the thing. Uh, This whole movie is kind of like, it's a strange movie. It's this uh, character exploration, really. And, you know, it has a lot to do with baseball. It has a lot to do with just a uh, husband and wife relationship. But then even in the end, when kind of like the supernatural happens and it's really cool. Sam and, and Dean these, show up? There's these. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Think about that crossover. Actually, <laughs> hunting the 1990 Black Sox team. That, that's, you know what? That's not out of the question with supernatural. Seriously. Sorry. Go ahead. Kate. So here's the thing. Like all these, you know, field face- of screams. There you go. Oh, that's got to be an episode. Come it's got to be in there. Yes. But, you know, the, the team comes and it's this big moment. And yes, the, the team really did come. But it's his dad is there with all of these baseball greats. And it really is that moment of, hey, dad, you want to have a catch? And I think anyone who's ever, you know, hopefully played a game of catch with whoever or has any of those nostalgic memories and thinking of a father being passed away, like no one can be blamed for losing control of your eye ducks. Like this, it's a rite of passage to cry. <laughs> they do their own thing. They ran out. They robbed a bank. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyone. But this no is a, it's a rite of ducks. passage to cry in this movie. I really feel it is. So I'm giving it a tier one. Can I make a confession? Yeah. This movie confuses me. Well, well there, there's it's because the whole thing I'm trippy, like, yeah. yes. it's just it's just bizarre how they're like so accepting of this randomness. It's like I heard a voice, so I'm gonna build a cornfield. Okay. And then these ghosts show up, and they're like, okay, I'm not gonna react to this. It's just it's normal. And then at the end, when everyone's lined up, I'm like, what is happening? Yeah. It's still a good movie. Well, there's a progression it, to it. It's not just, hey, he's insane. Oh, I know. I'm obviously, yeah. I'm obviously, yeah. It's very, it has a whole down. ethereal feeling, though. Yes. Things you know, never feel quite tied to But you know the most impactful reality. emotional moment for me in this movie was? Hmm. When the little girl gets knocked off the bleachers and chokes. Oh. And then the doctor has to choose to go out and save her and gets the hot, she's eating a hot dog and the hot dog gets stuck in her mouth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So every time my kids, like the other day, my daughter fell off. Uh, just like a couple days ago, my daughter fell off a bench. She was eating a meatball and she started choking on it. And I immediately, my mind went to this movie and I started I was like, oh no, but she was fine. Everything's okay. fine. Phew. Yeah. Uh, but uh, this one's a tier two for me. Okay. Because I I remember the movie, but the hot dog part was the more emotional part, <laughs> honestly. But the the catch with dad, that is a great moment because yeah. they've been estranged for so long and yes. he doesn't really... He hasn't told him that he's his dad or he hasn't called him dad or something at that point or, or yeah. something like that. But they decided to play catch. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful just moment. a simple line. It's not like I have missed you so much. It's I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 did it better, but Build Dreams did it first. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing buttons. Yeah. Jacob, what about you? Tier 2. 
yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a full on tier one for me, but you're, you're right, it's so famous. Yes. though. I can yeah. see why you'd want to make it a, a tier one. Um, although the weird thing is, though, is I remember like sort of the emotions from the movie, but when I try to think about what happened in that movie, it's just like gibberish in my brain. Like, like none of it quite made sense. It yeah, was yeah. like just scattered fragments it's a of things movie. I'm, happening. I'm still, it feels like it was an experimental movie that ended up it hitting succeeding. the right note at the right yes. time. Yeah, totally. that's exactly right. Yeah. And somehow like one of the better regarded sports movies as well, even though it's not a total sports it's movie. It's really exactly. not. Yeah. Yes. It's like a regard for sports movie yes. instead of sports movie. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go with a very big classic, and I'm sure this probably would have made your guys' list, too. I, I guess I claimed it first, or maybe it wouldn't have, but it's Braveheart, uh, 1995. I should have just opened with this, honestly. But um, if you don't know the story of William Wallace, of course you do know, because it's Braveheart. And uh, he dies at the end, and <laughs> because I did not know uh, that, I, when I watched it, it was particularly shocking when well, he, he dies a very, yeah, very violent death. Yes. And, and but not only does he die, that, that'd be sad enough, but it's the fact the crowd is watching that he's able to stay strong to his what he believes oh is gosh. true. No, so he's up there and she tries to give him the the, the poison basically so that he's numb. To dull the pain. To dull the pain. And he's like, no, because I, I he has a great line. I can't even remember. Basically, it's I like, want to be in control of my faculties. Yeah, it's like, no, I have to be me. When I'm going down there, I have to be me. And he goes down and then... You know, they do like the little demonstration of what's happening to him, oh, but God. it's off screen and he still screams out freedom. I'm like, no, honestly, bursting they're like, they're into like tears. if you just confess, well, it's all be over. If you just confess, yeah, it'll all be over. Give in, man. And then he's give about in. to say something. Yes. And you're like, here it comes. And then he just yells, but remember, yeah, freedom. don't he, give in, man. He sees his bride. He sees yeah, his wife. walking through the crowd. Yeah. Yes. Whew. Yeah, on. I got the chills right now. That scene in the music in that movie, yeah. James Horner, well done. Yeah. It is so amazing. It's and just great. all that together. It's this heartbreak ending, but you like you know that has that's the way the story has to end. Yeah, it's beautiful. So yeah, tier one for me as well. A tier one easily. This yeah. is definitely one that gets me every time I watch it. I used to call it chick flick for guys. Yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> you get to the end. There's a like, lot of bloodshed too. It was too. great. It yeah. was beautiful. Uh, I've got another animated one for my pick. Uh, it's Toy Story Three. We had to throw this in here, right? Because well, yeah, because I think that and this is definitely. Did you one cry during me. this one? Is that why you say that? Because you cried, it's, it's one of the cliche ones. <gasps> but this is one where cliche. it's not one, but two moments that got me. Two? You're yes. falling into lava and can't start crying. Kind of. The lava's not that. It, that's so, not a great scene. No, no. I can't. I really. That part. Really? Here's the thing. I, I want to set the scene. I felt so, it then. Toy Story. All the toys what? are in the trash compactor. They're going down towards this fire pit. That was your hand. Yeah. And they're all kind of figuring out how they're going to get out of there. And then all of a sudden, they realize they're not getting out of there. And Woody just like holds their like start holding hands. And they're like resolved to die. Wouldn't it be cool if and they actually did for die? that for a split <laughs> second? Like I know it's Disney. I know it's a Pixar yeah. movie. I know it's a kids movie. But for a split second, I went. Oh my gosh, they're gonna die! And I remember getting emotional at like kind of their resolve of like we've had a good run, fellas. Let's you know all go out together. Like what a way to go! No, oh, that way, there's no way. I knew so, Pixar was gonna pull that out. That got me. And yeah. then at the end, when Andy passes off his toys to Bonnie, and he gives a story for each one of them. Dang it! <laughs> I really am getting emotional. <laughs> he gives a story for each one of them. He gives them to Bonnie, and then Bonnie takes them, and she's hugging them, and they're finding loved again because they haven't been played with forever. Yeah. And then he drives away and has this beautiful pan up to the clouds, which bookmarks the first movie so well, which is why I'm so mad that they're doing a fourth one. Uh, Joel, the third Joel's movie crying. ended perfectly. Joel's crying. I am. Yeah, it's so sweet. Apparently, uh, <laughs> Tom Hanks says the end of Toy Story 4. Like he, he didn't want anyone to be in the room because it's so emotional. If they can cap that, if they can beat that moment. They're not in three, going to. What if they can't? 
No, Honestly, I've seen I've seen what Pixar's churning out lately. They're not going. It's to be a great able to do moment it. because we all have that. Like the the series is meant to just play on our nostalgia, wiping it away. Good job, Joel. I yes. am getting emotional. Goal accomplished, and you did it yourself. Well, that was Braveheart right into Toy Story. Yeah, no, it's pushed like, over. Yeah, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, give me something dumb. <laughs> But I would give this one a tier two because I got that emotion as well. I didn't well up with tears, though, because the the whole 99% of the movie kind of soured me on everything. I I didn't like the movie. And then I was like, what a great moment. Like, that was a great moment. Mm -hmm. Little misty eyed, but that's about it. But still very emotional. Engage misty eyes. Must appear human. (laughs) Plus, I still play with my toys. I still have them. I'm better. I never liked Andy in Toy Story series. Because he grew up? He was a little selfish. He never really, he's never really a good owner of the toys. He was when he was a kid? Nah. He and like, then he put away the childish things and became a man. And then they always, they got misplaced all the time and same plot. Anyways, Jake? I have to say, and this is going to sound strange because I know I'm in the minority here, but Toy Story is probably the only Pixar movie I've seen where I didn't emotionally connect with the characters. Why? Really? You're, I don't, I don't, you're made of plastic. <laughs> I should like them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why, but even then, I'm like watching Toy Story three. I don't care about the characters. I think it's a pretty, it's a well done story. It's a well done movie. I just, I just don't, I don't care for some reason. And yeah. I'm still, it still gets me when they're going into the lava. Yeah, I like yeah. that you say lava. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. It's a fire, essentially. A fire, but yeah. like, yeah, I just picture them like near a volcano or something that makes me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's oh. some, some makes us better. I there. need to laugh. Oh. You ready to laugh? Because my next movie is Big Fish. Gosh, dang it. A frustrated son tries to determine <laughs> the fact from fiction in his father's dying father's life. The show is exhausting. So Billy Crudup, uh, Albert Finney, and Jessica Lange in this movie all are fantastically cast. It's a great cast. Uh, in this movie, it does stretch the imagination as the dad won't stop telling these exaggerated stories and the son is so tired of it. But then at the end, and this is a major spoiler, but this that's what this whole show, the father is like dying on his deathbed and the son who doesn't care about what his dad is like, like basically stories, done to him the stories. he thinks he kind of wasted his childhood it's like you lied to me there's no reality to it yeah, everything you told me was fake he finishes he starts finishing the story the dad like says you got to finish the story for me and he does he reluctantly starts and then oh my gosh he gets into it and so will sits by his father's bedside and you're seeing like you see him tell the story yes. by the side of the bed but then you're also seeing the story they're telling yes and and yeah. it, it's this amazing scene where you're like wait did it really happen i got the chills right now did it really happen because it's showing all these characters in this kind of fantasy world and then at the funeral you see the pe- real people behind the stories and the son realizes my dad They're- we exaggerated but man this is all based on something. Like, for example, in the in the fantasy, he talks about these uh, conjoined twins. Yes. Who were, you know, in the circus. And, and they were just regular at, twins, At right? the funeral, yeah, they're just twins that look mm-hmm. a lot alike. Or the giant who was just really, really, he's really tall. tall but he's not but, that tall. Uh, yeah. But uh, just the fact that this son was finally able to just realize the love he had for his dad. And sadly, it was it was on the on his deathbed. Well, and the but, thing is, like... He's he's carrying his dad to the water. Yes. And like effortlessly. They're meeting all these people in the past. So it's like this flashback to all the things that happened in the movie. And the music, uh Tim or Danny Elfman yeah. did this amazing score. Like it's called Finale. It's like eleven minutes long. And I listen I just listen to the music. Yeah. And I start getting emotional yeah, because definitely. I can I can hear it all in my head of what's happening. This is one of the best endings I've seen in a movie because it is so emotionally satisfying. Right. So this is a tier one, easily. 
I'll easily tear one for me too. I'm bawling like a baby every time I watch this movie. Every time I watch this movie, I want to call my dad and tell him I love him. You're right. Love you, dad. <laughs> what about you, Jake? It's tier two for me. Oh, but look at Joel. I know. He's wiping his I eyes know. again. I feel Shut really, up. I feel you really don't have to point it out every time. Play by play. My voice isn't quavering. I'm doing a good job about holding that in. They can't see the tears. I will tell them. So tier two. Yeah, tier two. I, I, uh, is this, it is good. It totally, it, it, you know, it, it brings up some emotions, but it's not, it's not like a home run for me. Okay. Oh, this one gets me. Yeah. Tier one, definitely. Yeah. All right. My next choice is... Where the Red Fern Grows, 1974. <laughs> now, I'm actually going to Old rely. Yeller or Where the Red Fern Grows? Where the Red Fern okay, Grows. Okay. Actually, I don't even recall watching Old Yeller. I do. We all did in school at one point. I I'm, feel like, I'm I surprised feel like none I of you put to. it on your list. Yeah. You know, yeah, I feel like I had to, but I don't I don't remember I think it. Jacob cried at Old Yeller because he had to live out Old Yeller. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> so true. No, he that's shot so many of his dogs in the face. Did you get rabies at one point? Uh, this is... Mm, I might have. I yeah. wondered, actually, sometimes if that was going to happen. <laughs> I bet your mom too. wondered. Rabies and tetanus. Based on the mom Those show. were always concerns. Yes. So where the red fern grows, Jacob, what's the... You please tell us because you watched it last night. I did. Okay, so here's the thing. I was like, yeah, where the red fern grows. Of course I've seen that. And then as I was reading the synopsis, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think I've seen this movie. And then I realized, I don't think I've even read the book. How did I get through school without reading yeah, where the red fern actually. grows? Yeah. But I didn't. And so then I was watching it. Because here's the thing. I always thought the dogs, I always thought the dogs were dachshunds. Yeah. Because on the on the cover of the book, it was always the boy and the little two pups. Mm-hmm. And so I thought the story was he wanted a hunting dog. He didn't get the right honey dog, so he got, he got a couple of dachshunds. That's the sad part. But then he learns to love them, That's and funny. they become great. That's so really then funny. I was watching the movie, I'm like, wait, they're they're actually hound dogs. Like, oh. Yeah. So I watched the movie, and uh, it it was... Uh, dated, sure. Yeah, definitely dated. Well, 1974. Yeah. Where, where does it take place? Uh, in the Ozarks. In the Ozarks, where I'm from. Yeah. So it's about a, a boy a boy who wants uh, a couple of hound dogs to help him get raccoons, and... That's the story, essentially, is he is a poor family who's just trying to get by and he wants dogs so bad. He saves up money, gets the dogs and then teaches them to be hound dogs. So when I watched this as a kid, I this one I brought up now, it's been so long since I've seen this one. But I remember I didn't just sob at the end of this movie. I sobbed every time I thought about this movie. (laughs) You did? For like weeks, weeks and weeks after. And I mean, it just stayed with me and stayed with me. And Joel, and you just, you just seen the scene. So, so uh, the scene, uh, what happens with the dogs at the end? So set that up a little bit. So uh, essentially he, he trains these dogs to become really good hunting dogs. They go through a a bunch of different trials, but they're really good dogs. And then they're out there hunting one night and he runs into a mountain lion and the mountain lion attacks the boy. And then uh, old Dan, one of the dogs, saves the boy but dies in the process. And then, if that weren't sad enough, uh, little Anne, the other dog, she's so sad about the loss of her partner that she ends up just going... She doesn't eat, she doesn't sleep, and she just ends up going out on the grave of the other dog dies and of dying. Man, yeah. it just kills me. He puts so much into those dogs. And I remember watching that as a boy. And the one dies, and the other one's like, I'm just going to stay here by him. Like, I yeah. can't go on without my pal. It's rough. And uh, yeah, that just... Oh, it just murdered me. So you're saying tier one for you? Tier one. I am giving it a tier two, but because I saw it as an adult, it was a weird experience being on this side of it when I've heard so much about this movie. And well, this is 1974. But it was... Okay, so it was sad when the dogs died. It was, it was probably a low budget that. at the time. Yeah, but it's... Yeah. It, it, no, think it's dated, but it's still a well-made drama. Like, I was watching going, yeah. I'm into this. This is working. Huh. So I was watching it, but then the part that actually got me more, maybe, was when uh, one of the bullies falls on an axe and ends up dying. Like, yeah, so crazy. It, the way it was done, I was like, I didn't know that happened. And I was emotionally responsive to that. 
and then the dogs were on top of that. So I think overall a two because I didn't get overly emotional, but I can definitely, I definitely felt the emotions welling up. Yeah. Tier three. Sorry. He hates dogs. I, <gasps> even when I was a sensitive kid and saw this movie, everyone's like, that was the saddest movie. I watched Red Fern Gross last night and I cried so much. I'm like, why? I, I don't get it. If it was a story about two cats that died. Two, if two cats died. Oh boy. No, guys, I've talked about You're this before. You're the animal I've here. talked about this before, that dog deaths in movies are usually done for sadness, and yeah. cat deaths are usually done for humor. Isn't that wrong? <laughs> That's, if you look at it, I did a whole blog post about it. There's a website called, like, Does the Dog Die? And it will tell you, it's like a, the parent's guide for IMDb. It will tell you, in new movies, if a dog dies, <laughs> so people can avoid it. That is the funny thing, by the way, hmm. is that it, we, we've, we've grown up in a situation where... Uh, a bad guy can shoot a bunch of unnamed people in a crowd and we're like, oh, that's terrible. Yeah. And then he turns around and shoots a dog and we're like, what is happening? Who made this movie? Oh. <laughs> like, it's just funny. It's funny to me that we have such an emotional response. I think it's because, you know, we love our animals so much. Yeah. You know what, though? It's not for me. It had nothing to do with the dogs. It just had to do with the loyalty and the sadness of one dying. He loves them so much. And yeah. yeah. I, I think I was like... And then the dogs apparently had just, a connection to... Yeah, I was waiting for that second one to die. I'm like, wants to die anyways, just die. <laughs> I had... This, this is a true story. I had, yeah. I had a pair of goldfish once. And uh, there were these two, uh, two little black goldfish, one of those big bug eyes. I can't remember what they're called. They had a different name. Anyway, but um, they lasted forever. A bunch of fish came and gone, came and gone. They died. Right. And these two just made it through. One they of were them, eating the other fish? One of them got sick. Okay. Right? One of them got sick. And the other one came and just swam right by him while he was sick for like days. And Ooh. I thought, this is weird, right? These are idiot goldfish, right? <laughs> they don't even have like three brain cells. <laughs> like, how is this happening? But I just sat there and watched and, the, and they had been like pals in this tank forever. And the one died. And I thought, oh man. And like, but the other one had like almost stopped swimming, just like kind of like just treading water right next to him. Yeah. And I was like, I have to take the dead one out. Like, you have to do that. And the next one died, like wow. within like a day. Wow. And I, I cried over that. Yeah. I was shocked. What well, an no, idiot I've, goldfish. I've, I have had so many stories about pets passing away and me, yeah. me that's another show that's a whole that's show. too much that could that be a show we'll literally i don't want to talk about pet death <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about i'm crying death. about fictional <laughs> movies over here yeah william wallace real guy yeah oh. yeah all right mine um, my, my next one is going to be one that i've talked about in the show before it's homeward bound the incredible journey you were so sweet which is uh, <laughs> three pets escape from a california ranch i like that we go to pet Francisco. <laughs> yeah i know well, okay, so this one, and this was one where, like, the animals are in peril. A lot of the movie didn't really affect me. Right. But then at the end, I'm just going to talk about it. Here we okay. go. So at the end, they're, the all waiting, they're all waiting at the hill. Like, they hear, like, animal noise. The family that, that's been missing their dogs. They, they don't know where, or their dogs and cat. They have no idea where they are. And then they're waiting, and they hear a noise, and they start calling their animals, and then chance comes up running up over the hill and the little boy's like chance and it's like oh that's such a great moment and then sassy comes up over the hill mm -hmm. <laughs> and the girl runs up to sassy she's like oh sassy and you know sassy has her sassy comments because she's sassy and Cats then, rule, dogs drool. And then the boy was waiting for Shadow, and Shadow's the old golden retriever. Mm -hmm. And you don't know if he made it or not, and so you're waiting to <laughs> see if he made it. his love so hard right now. <laughs> you're waiting to see if he's going to make it. And then the boy finally, you know, kind of says, okay, he probably, and the dad, like, hugs him. He's like, he was old, son. It's probably okay. And then Shadow comes limping up over the hill, and gosh dang it, every single time that <laughs> happens on the movie, I see Shadow's okay, and he comes and walks up, walks up to him. I lose it every single time. And it drives me nuts because I know that it's a happy moment. I know that it's coming. <laughs> and every single time it gets me. And my eyes are watery right now. How? 
It's like uh, a happy moment. It's just this. This happy gets me. Yeah, happy can be tearful. I know, but oh. that's so sweet. I mean, because sassy and I Jake, you Luke go first on this and, one. Uh, I don't. I, I, I know you're giving it a tier three, Jake. <laughs> Jake, you Both go first. Give it tier three, but I um tier two. Yeah, sure. Yeah, you're really behind that. I know <laughs> this one is a dumb one. I mean, this one's probably similar. Like, I just don't remember crying at this one. I'm sure I did cry as a kid about mm. this movie because that was a great moment. It was just just a cool movie back then as well. Yeah. Uh, it, but still tier three. No, that's I don't funny. remember crying. This is one that I like. I don't know why this gets my trigger every single time, yeah. but now it's become a thing where I know if I watch this movie, I'm what was be the crying. old dog called again? Shadow. Shadow. Well, maybe you have a shadow in your own life that represents somebody that well, made so. it. I've had a lot of real, you know, good dogs in my life, and they save it for the pet death show. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's wrap this thing up. To our that's last be an awesome show. My next one. If we hold on together the land before as long as we got each other so everyone should know the land before time synopsis not necessary we had a whole talk about on our non-disney animated show it's it's a little similar to how lion king goes because early in the movie little fit's mother explains the great valley yep and and how majestic it is and how brave you need to be to go there really really early in the movie she dies but she's dying and Littlefoot finds her and these are the lines he says He's like, mother, mother, because he's looking for her. Please get up. I'm not sure I can, Littlefoot. Yes, you can. Get up. Dear sweet Littlefoot, do you remember the way to the Great Valley? I guess so. But why do I have to know? You're going to be with me. I'll be with you, even if you can't see me. Oh, man. What do you mean if I can't <laughs> see you? I can always see you. Littlefoot, let your heart guide you. It whispers. So listen closely. Mother, mother. And then dies. Skrillex kicks in. Imagine Kit, they're just dogs. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> they're they're, they're, they're animated brontosauruses. <laughs> Brontosauri? Brontosauruses. This, they don't exist. Grant, so I was seven when I saw this movie, and I probably had my uh, Pizza Hut puppet of the Land yep. Before Time char- characters. Remember those? Uh, and man, this was one of those movies. And with that song that I butchered as well, it just rings true. And I, I heard that song recently at a wake and I lost it. And it seemed almost out of place when I first heard it, mm-hmm. but I heard the song and granted I was at a wake as well. I started crying. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, that combined with, with childhood memories and, you know, actual death in life. I was like, holy cow, that was so effective. And that scene, yeah. uh, it still gets me. I probably couldn't watch it now and be like, oh, okay. Okay. I can do this. Tier one. Yeah. Jacob. Man, is it weird? My eyeballs are sore. Like I, they keep like sparking. Like me, like it's starting tears to cry. Are trying to come out. And it's right like now. it hurts. It hurts. Let in it there. flow. Uh, tier one. Yeah, that it, it got me obviously too as a kid. It's a really really effective moment, Joel. I'm actually giving this one a tier two. Wow. Um, who are you? Oh, oh well, I don't know. Like because I watched this one fairly recently. Remember how I, I... now, Joel? Imagine this is about dogs. Well, yeah, I mean, it's sad. no, it's it's sad. My, Joel, my, my eyes got watery. Right. I'll be with you even if you can't see me. That what line it, right there, Obi Wan, is that you? Yeah. <laughs> no, but this I showed this to my kids fairly recently, a couple okay. years back, mm-hmm. and I I forgot about the mom in the opening. Really? And we started watching, and I was like, oh no, yeah, that part. And I look over, my kids are kind of concerned. I'm like, hey, let's try another movie real quick. They were a little too young for this. This is okay. a few years back. But we watched it later on. They're okay with it. But really, I think more about Ducky. I think more about, like, I think about Petri the, fun, and, yeah, yeah. the funny things. 
So this one I gave a tier two because it wasn't as emotionally scarring to me. You know what's actually sadder than this movie? The Land Before Time 9. <laughs> <laughs> the return of his mom as yeah. a zombie Jokes. dinosaur. Zombie dinosaurs. Why haven't we done that yet? Come on, that's a sci-fi original movie. I'm doing that. English teacher John Keating inspires his students to look at poetry with a different perspective of authentic knowledge and feelings. Oh, Captain, my Captain. Oh, Captain, my Captain. What a weird summary, IMDb. Our, fear, our fearful trip is done. This is Dead Poet Society, right? Dead Poet Society, 1989, starring Robin Williams, who, Ethan Hawke, and... Robert Sean Leonard, remember yeah. him? Yeah. So what's yeah, the moment? Yeah. Would you say it's a, the, the death... Or would you say it's the final moment when no, the, the class has to say it's, goodbye? It's when the class stands up and does the "Oh, Captain, my Captain." Right? Yeah, that's that's what got me. Because they're it, like, "Sit down, sit the, down." The death is the death is like it's it's hard, but then it's like when that happens, then it's like oh, it then a chain of events that leads to him actually having to leave the class. Yeah, yeah. And they all stand on their desks, which SNL is kind of ruined now. <laughs> I'm just going to say, SNL skit. No, it is amazing. And you know, like granted, this will be something those kids remember their whole lives. And the, he, these fictional kids? These fictional kids, right? But yeah, I guess that's That the is thing. the impact it has. Is It's like, wow, what an and impact. And they'll never see this man again. Because you want that, that as a had. kid. Yes, yeah. that changed everything. Yeah. yeah. So Jacob, you would give him this uh, oh, but yeah, tier two. I'll agree with you. It's a tier two. Tier two. Because I remember being really sad during it. Yeah. But I don't remember like crying, crying. Yeah. But that ending definitely is one where you feel so like, you just feel like Robin Williams. You feel like those tears brimming in your eyes. Like you, you feel shell-shocked because it doesn't feel fair. Yeah. It's like, it no. does. That's it. That, that's, the, that's the real thing. Yeah. But yeah. it's more just like they give him that little glimmer of hope. And right. it's like, okay, it's things are going to be okay. Exactly. It's like, man, he has really been like wronged here. Mm -hmm. And then he's like, okay, he's he's got that. Like the kids yeah. know. And he knows yeah. he made a lasting impression forever. Yeah. And listener, if you have not seen the SNL skit and have seen Dead Poets Society, Look it, look it up. Yeah, it's pretty entertaining. Uh, my number two is one I don't think I've ever talked about on this show before. It's Slumdog Millionaire. You never talked about the never show. Never mentioned I don't this think one. I have. Huh? Hmm. No. So this one, I'll read the synopsis here. A Mumbai teen reflects on his upbringing in the slums when he is accused of cheating in the Indian version of Who, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, directed by Danny Boyle. This is one of my all-time favorite movies, and there are many, many parts you could get emotional at. There's some really heart-wrenching stuff of separation that happens to poor kids. Movie. Yeah. And it's a really hard like movie to watch for the longest time. And I'm going to spoil the ending here. But at the end, he finally, uh, um, Jamal is finally able to find Latika at a train station, which they've been trying to meet. He's been waiting there for her. They finally meet each other. And they start walking towards each other. He's trying to get to her. And all of a sudden, this music comes in. It's, it's called Latika's theme. And it's a beautiful kind of like there's a humming behind it. And then it starts showing the path that it took Jamal to get there from when mm -hmm. he was a kid to when he was an adult. And even though it's only been a two hour movie, I feel like it's like real people. It puts you through the ringer as yeah. the viewer. And you're it really watching does. This. And, and, you, and also knowing that some of these kids actually came from these slums. Right. And you see just the journey he took to finally be with this, with his love of his life again. It gets me every time. And then they finally share a moment. They're able to be with each other. And then it breaks into happy dancing. Like even during the Jai Ho number at the end, I was crying because I loved the movie so much of where it ended up. Even though it was a hard journey, it was worth it in the end. It's Jai Ho always gets me too. No, it does not. <laughs> it's a jubilant moment, but it does yeah. take me out of the movie. It's almost a it's a celebration of the culture. It's, at an, that it's point. an homage to the Bollywood as but well. But it, it's an exclamation point that almost 
ruins that moment for Except me. for, here's the thing, at the end when they have the little kids dancing together yeah. and holding hands, that got me again. But it's almost like you just saw a play, and here comes the cast, yeah. and they're all coming out to, to get the Maybe standing, the, standing the, the theater lover in me, but yeah. I love So that. for me, that's a tier two. I think it's a wonderful moment. It's an, an excellent movie, mm-hmm. but I didn't really like lose it. I just went, wow, oh man, they really... Yeah, they really put a lot of effort into, into this and to find each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go tier two. Okay, thank you, Jacob. Yeah, thanks for being sensitive to my emotions. <laughs> I'll give it to tier two. I like that you guys want to give it tier two so you don't hurt my feelings. I know. I don't. No. Get, I don't cry I'm, if my Joel, feelings are I've hurt. I've had tier threes. You've been crying enough on this show. I know I have been. Yeah. Uh, my number one. Uh, uh, sorry, number one. My last one, and this is my number one. This is like the joke of all jokes because I can't stop talking about this movie. It's the never-ending story from 1984. <laughs> Uh, I've lo- I love this movie for so many reasons. I do feel like it's this meta fourth wall breaking movie that is just, it's dated and I don't think kids would really like it watching now, but I feel like they should. My kids watch it. Well, do, I, do they I, like I it? I make them watch it. Okay. <laughs> we all between like, that and Labyrinth. Okay. And it's like maybe slower. It's definitely an 80s cheesy fantasy, but I watch it now and I'll just be like, I didn't notice that before. That's really cool. But I'm digressing. It's the moment where Atreyu is walking through the swamps of sadness uh, with our text. I've never heard him talk about this. Have you? Uh, Ever. I don't think so. So I was probably seven years old and I and I saw this and uh, they're going through the swamps of sadness and they'd already been like warned about the swamps. But the long journey was too much for our and he starts sinking. And like I just get chills. I see Atreyu just trying to convince our to keep moving. And then like it's kind of like playful and then he starts to panic and the horse keeps sinking. And mm-hmm. this is a strong horse. But it's been too, too much. And and I actually copied down the screenplay here, but it really is just a trio going, come on, boy, like, what's the matter? Artex, Artex. Now imagine here it's is, a dog. He, see? And it's not the same. That's Gamork. <laughs> no, I was, Gamork. I was waiting to use that line. Horses and dinosaurs, yeah. <laughs> no, but not dogs. dogs. For some reason, like, I'm not even a horse guy, but when Artex dies in this movie, mm-hmm. I lost it, and I still do. Mm-hmm. I still will just hear the music, and it's not like, triumphant music it's not overwhelming percussion it's just a gloomy yeah, gloomy music yeah and it's still like even thinking about it now i uh, i'm like wow it's a silly movie but how does that moment get me so much yeah it really does but it's just you know and he's like you know i'm your friend i love you fight against the sadness and i'm just like please every time i'm like please fight against the sadness this will be the time it never does never you know does i watched this one recently with my kids yeah and i was first of all i was surprised by how quickly they hit you with this yeah like it's one of the first 20 minutes i think of the movie yeah and i was kind of surprised by that and i, I watching it as an adult i didn't get as emotional as i kid as i was as a kid at that part okay but the ending really is the, the end the happy emotional ending when he finally kind of uh, realizes his potential and you know is is saving the day essentially I got emotional then yeah and so this this is a tier one for me because it destroyed me as a child it still made me emotional as an adult and I was crying at the end awesome so tier one for me Jake tier two for me it's uh it's definitely a tear jerker thing I, I didn't I, no other part of the movie but I do remember that catching me as a kid and uh although it didn't I'm not giving it tier one just because it hasn't had that lasting impact that it's had on you but okay. it definitely caught me as a kid yeah. and I remember some previous episode where I made a lot of jokes about that horse dying yeah <laughs> I can't remember uh, what they were though by the way Noah Hathaway almost died in that scene yeah they were actually they were, yeah. they were pulling down that we talked about this on yeah. the Never Any Story show but yes. uh, uh, they were they had a little elevator going down and his leg got caught in it he got pulled into the mud yeah. and he was horse is fine and really out. is scary he almost yeah. died so Jacob what's your last movie my last movie is from 1997 it is called Life is Beautiful. Who oh boy. 
And I watched this in a film class in college and was just stunned. So you, I mean, all the way till college. So you waited a few years to see I this one. I had never heard of it, actually. I, I, I didn't I, hear about it in the 90s. I didn't watch it. I remember when it came out. So this is what? So 97? 97. And I was at my cousin's in Vegas. And they were like, hey, we need to go see this movie. It's a subtitled movie. And you know, when you're a teen, you're like, nah, mm-hmm. don't need subtitles. I'm going to watch Austin but, Powers. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then when you see the movie, like everything changes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I mean, this this if you don't know, uh, Life is Beautiful, it's this comedy drama and it's, it's, it's this Italian um, comedian, right? Yeah, like, Roberto Benini. Uh, what's his last name? Roberto Benini. 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 And uh, he, he co-writes this, I know, and he's a Jewish-Italian bookshop owner um, who basically uses his imagination. It's, it's a love story and a comedy in the first half where he yeah. has, uh, uh, meets his wife, has a child, mm-hmm. and then World War II starts, the Nazis start taking over, and he uses his sort of buoyant personality and his imagination to basically trick his child into feeling like none of these horrific things are happening Yeah, all the way to his death. Well, so here's the thing. And it is just heartbreaking. I, I learned about this movie because of the Academy Awards. It got it won best foreign movie. Mm-hmm. And me and my friend were like, hey, let's go see it. You know, we hear it's good. It's a comedy. Right. We had no idea it was a drama. Oh. So we're in the first half. We're like, oh, this is silly fun. Ha, ha, ha. And all of a sudden it got real. It got really and real. And after the movie was over, I remember it was just... Are you crying? Dude, no, I, are you crying? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, I was pissed. I was pissed at that movie. Well, I was almost throwing stuff. I was like, you did no. not just shoot him. Like, honestly, you there, are in there's trouble. a moment where it's just one soldier and him. And honestly, yeah. you, you think, retaliate. Everyone's getting away. Yeah. Retaliate. Yeah. You got this. No, that's, that's, but his son sees him. And he sees his son. That's the heartbreaking part is that it's ending. They're almost done. Like the raid is coming yeah. in. The, the camp is going to be demolished. Yeah. And then he's walking away and he sees his son and he ends up just doing this goofy walk to keep the lie going so his son will feel safe and yep. not scared. Oh, I got the chills. Yeah. And then it is a father that really hit me like, yeah. holy cow, that's a big sacrifice. Speaking of which, because th- this is the lone World War II Holocaust movie represented on this list, it which is. we can name any one. Oh, like, yeah. yeah. I watched Boy in the Striped Pajamas in oh, research for this yeah. and it killed me the that other day. Rough. I was like, oh my God. Gosh, that is a rough movie. There's I know I didn't watch this movies. for so long. Well, yeah. Schindler's List, of course, of course is one that yeah. it, it, I cried through almost that whole thing. But I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I want to bring it up in Bacon Cell. <laughs> <laughs> it gets a little heavy on a show about death. Yeah. Human death, not pet, pet death. That's coming later. Yeah. Pet death is later. Yeah. All right. My last one. Gosh, dang it, you guys. We should have just had the pet death show. <laughs> <laughs> my last one uh, included. is about time. So about time, the synopsis is at the age of 21, Tim discovers he can travel in time and change what happens and what has happened. uh, Let me try that again. At the age of 21, Tim discovers he can travel in time and change what happens and and has happened in his own life. And so essentially it's about a guy who learns that he can travel through time. Yeah. And all they do is clench their fists and go into a closet and they can travel somewhere in their own timeline. But uh, as the as the story progresses, like it's it's a beautiful story. Like it's it's kind of you know it's funny, it's quirky. Stuff happens with time travel. It's entertaining. But then there's this moment when uh, he finds out that his dad is going to die, and there's there's kind of this rule where they if they go back too far, mm-hmm. they can alter the timeline and change their present, which is dangerous. Right. So he realizes after his dad passes away, he's not going to be able to go back and like talk to him anymore. Like they have this connection. And then they, he talks to his dad about it, and his dad doesn't want to get all emotional, but finally he says, hey, what if, we, if we're really careful, we might be able to pull this off? Yeah. 
and they go and have like the perfect day just together skipping rocks like when he was a boy and it's oh, like yeah. his day on the beach and the whole time I was watching it I was like oh man this is killing me yeah like just ugly crying during that part but it's such a happy moment and yes. I get to the end and you're so hopeful and it's such a great message at the end too mm-hmm. I gotta stop crying because I'm sounding well, like I have a cold right no, now it's it's one of those moments where it gives absolute closure it's something that most people don't get yeah. honestly and you get to see uh, a boy living out uh, a boy maybe you know if you've lost your father the fantasy of one last meetup. One last perfect day together. One last perfect day. Oh, man. Amazing. Absolutely so. amazing. That movie is height of emotions, whether it's like pure, hilarious, mm-hmm. uh, it's confusing, yeah, scary, and then just sad. so sad. But then it's also just so hopeful. Like at the yes. end, you want to be a better person. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of that movie, it has such a great message. If you haven't seen About Time, I highly recommend it. Um, it is our, but the few edits will make that yes. easily PG-13. Right. Tier one. Tier one. Tier one for me as well. It's just for the amount of times that movie got me. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. Well done. Well done. About time. All right. Okay. Well, Joel, uh, Joel, will you hand me a tissue? Yes, you can have a tissue. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, but this is a weird episode for bacon cell. Cause I, I know like, I'm not laughing as much, <laughs> but I am crying. Uh, but no, thank you for listening to this. Uh, let us know. Looking what, for a downer? Listen yeah. to Bacon Cell. <laughs> don't, be, don't let this be the one you share with your friends. I know. But uh, no, let us know uh, what movies got you emotional. And you can even give us a range of like this one. This one's a tier two, but still yeah. I wanted to bring it up because you guys didn't. Right. So let us know. We have a yeah. Facebook page. We have a Twitter page. We have uh, Instagram. Any of those. BaconCell.com. Anywhere you want to talk about this. Uh, we're happy to hear it. So also let us know what you thought of the idea, because this is a little bit outside the regular bacon sale boundaries. Mm-hmm. So if you like the idea of us talking about some serious themes a little bit, uh, you know, let us know if you liked that or as serious as we can get on. here. Well, it shows yeah. our softer side a little tiny bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Kent showed his softer my, side. Yes. Of my titanium. Show us your, belly. Show us yes. your belly. Yeah. This, this part over here is gold. It's a softer alloy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But uh, yeah, thank you for listening. If you want to find me, you can find me at 76Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midvale Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter or Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to remember reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me there at Jacob A. Rogers. But make sure that you definitely do go check out uh, Bacon Sale on Twitter at Bacon Sale and on Instagram at Bacon Sale there as well. Uh, if you want some Bacon Sale merchandise, that's tpublic.com slash Bacon Sale. We've got lots and lots of stuff there, and there's updates to that fairly regularly now. We're having fun with it. Yeah, we are. We are. And uh, there's if you want to go support a Team Joel, Ken, or Jacob, uh, there's some new stuff there just as of in the last week. Team Joel. And uh, yeah, life. team cry, baby. Yeah, Joel Aww. sold a couple yesterday. And um, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, Patreon, patreon.com slash bacon sale. Yeah, go and support us there. And we uh, just had a, a special episode for our patrons where they got to hear about our uh, Oscar thoughts, indeed, yeah. Oscar nomination thoughts, all positive thoughts, all of them, lots and lots of positive thoughts. And uh, guys, I um, I just have to tell you this has been really good episode of Bacon Sale, group hug, you guys. I'm already crying. Tim Robbins is still taller. I don't want to cry. I mean, what am I going to cry on bacon sale? I cry all the time on bacon sale. (laughs) Leprechauns. (laughs) Leprechauns. They're so little and green. I get Dawson's Creek ugly. They're great value, but they are not soft. (laughs) We're waiting for the bathroom plumbing to stop. A little moist in the eyes. 
Okay. I might be a little jaded on relationships. Who knows? Can we pause so I can dance for you? Cold okay. Machine Man. Cannot compute. That guy did some weird crap. Okay. You haven't cried since you hit puberty. Dang yes. It. I want you to cry. No. Please. Engage, misty eyes, must appear human. I'm giving you a hug. No, please. I don't want a hug. This is weird, right? These are idiot goldfish, right? They don't even have like three brain cells. Sassy has her sassy comments because she's sassy. Kid, they're just dogs. Nah, I'm out. My eyeballs are sore. Dude, the deer here are nuts. They're they just staring at there's us. A, there's a third one. There's a third one. How did they get this close to the bacon cave? <laughs> no, they're like chilling. They're like, hey, uh, can we record? Is this bacon sale? We're fans. Kid, grab your rifle. Save it for the pet death show.